You got the timer up? Yeah. All right. Oh, dude, you're on it. Finally. The new Jason Moore. On it. Jay, start the timer. Welcome to the Location Indie Podcast, an unfiltered behind-the-scenes, no-holds-barred. Look at the realities of the location-independent lifestyle from two guys who are living that lifestyle. I'm Trav, and after 34 years and seven days, I finally feel like I've found my home. I am Jason, and we're the co-founders of Location Indie. Thanks, sweetheart. My wife's just bringing me in a, a cup of... Uh, She's waving to Travis now, too. A cup of coffee and like three Christmas cakes, dude, because we have Christmas cakes left over from the uh, the big Yule celebration here in Norway. Uh, I'm going to munch on those while we're doing this. Anyway, sorry, total sidebar. Yes, we're the founders of Location India, a community of travelers that are running businesses from everywhere, and it's an awesome place to be. And this is our podcast, of course, because you're listening to it right now if you're new I don't know, man. We chat about a bunch of random stuff. We never really know what we're going to get into. Trav, happy birthday, my man. You just mentioned uh, 34 and 7 days because your birthday was a week ago. So you you have a little birthday present for yourself, I think, because you're on a little bit of a trip. I don't know if this was intentionally like a birthday present to yourself or you guys just needed to, to bust out of Philadelphia. We're going to dig into your trip today because where are you, my man? Yeah, so right now I'm sitting in a very, very sunny apartment here in Barcelona, Spain. It's windows on like all of one side is all windows and there's a big patio out here. So the patio is actually about the size of the apartment, which is pretty funny. Um, and uh, yeah, it is a little bit of a birthday treat. So we had no real plans, as is our custom. We had to go to a wedding, not had to, but we decided to go to a wedding in Ireland over New Year's Eve, which was awesome. Had never been to Ireland. Didn't really know when we were going to come back. Had both our houses rented on Airbnb, the one we live in and the new rental one, until January 16th. So we said, well, I guess we're not coming back to Philly until then. And so Heather asked me kind of where I wanted to go. Barcelona had always been really high on my list, and for whatever reason, we had we had never come through Barcelona. I, I don't know why. Just one of those things, right? You always want to go, and then you're going other places. So I said, yeah, why don't we... Uh, someone else had mentioned Barcelona. They're going to Barcelona after the wedding. I thought, that sounds pretty good. Sunny, you know, a little warmer. So we popped on down here to Barcelona, so a little bit of a birthday treat. Eight days here in Barcelona. And, and honestly, if I could have anything for my birthday, it, it would be that. It would be traveling, getting to see new experiences, or getting to experience new experience, getting to see new things. You know, I, I don't need a lot of material things. Of course, there's some things I like, but really, it's this is about as good a birthday present as I could ever get, getting to spend about 10 days road tripping through Ireland and being at a friend's wedding and then coming down here for eight days. So it's awesome. Yeah, man. Um, well, a couple things. First of all, you just hit on something that I think is a core value in the location-dependent digital nomad community, certainly in our community, valuing you know experiences, travel experiences, life experiences over material possessions. Like you said, it's not like, oh, we don't have anything or we don't own anything. And I, I mean, I was really minimal for a long time. I have more stuff now. 
Uh, you know, it's different when you're traveling full time and you don't live anywhere. But um, yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the big things that unites this community. So if you're listening to this and and that's you, I mean, it's uh, yeah, it's the old adage like collect memories, not things or whatever, right? And um, that's one of the reasons why we're all in this. We want to build a business so you can be flexible. And uh, look, man, now you're now you're chilling in Barcelona. And I'm part of the reason I wanted to record this podcast today was because. Uh, I just wanted to soak up some sun through this Skype call because uh, we haven't seen much sun at all here in Norway. We've seen a lot of rain and gray skies. And man, this global warming thing's a bummer, dude. Like, this should be snow. It's mid-January as we're recording you this. Could, you, could go to, you could go to the U.S. I read an article two days ago that 49 out of the 50 states, I think this is on January 8th or 7th, something like that, 49 out of the 50 states had snow on the ground. The only one without snow, Florida. So... Really? Yeah. Which is, I mean, it didn't mention if that was a record. To me, that seemed very crazy. I I thought, you know, I obviously then, because I love stats, want to know, all right, well, has there ever been a time where there's been snow on on the ground in all 50 states? The article didn't mention that. Come on. Someone find an intern, get them to look up something like that. It doesn't everyone who's reading that want to know, is this the most? I mean, they didn't even know. You know they like thought about that, but they're like, ah, we don't have time to figure this out, so we're just going to kind of gloss over Yeah, this. we're going to write an awesome headline, <laughs> and that's going to be basically, there's going to be no meat to the article <laughs> other than what state didn't have snow, which yeah, I kind of guess would be Florida. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then they didn't even mention the stuff we want to know. So come on, man. Pick up your game, um, Washington Post or New York Times. <laughs> I'm liable yeah. against all of them. Come on. We should say a quick shout out and uh, congratulations to the gentleman whose wedding you went to, our friend Benny Lewis from FluentIn3Months.com. Congrats to him and his beautiful bride. And I'm sure the wedding was a blast. And what was cool is you got to hang out with a bunch of other people that live this lifestyle. I think today we're going to just talk about the lifestyle and, and, and what it's like being a digital nomad around Western Europe, which is what you're doing right now. I mean, you're kind of bouncing around a little bit. And, you know, I mean, one of the cool things about this whole scene is it, even though you're you're doing the same thing technically, you're like, okay, you know, I, I'm, I got this business, I'm growing this business, I'm traveling, I'm doing different things, but it's always changing because, well, A, the business is always changing. So on the work side, there's always new things coming up as we were talking about before the call. But B, you know, different locations kind of have different vibes too and you can like travel in them in different ways. And since you've been in Ireland and Spain, I thought it would be cool to just talk a little bit about how you've been doing it while you're over there, what you've been doing, how you've been balancing the work stuff. This is like real time, you know, location dependent lifestyle. Right, right. It's like it's like on. let's pull the curtain back on the day that is actually happening and the day that happened yesterday. And I, I think there's a third thing that changes it too as well, Jay, is that is your where you're at at each point as well and we talk about that a ton you know because everything's constantly you know maybe you're super into work for a couple months and then you're taking a step back you know that that's constantly changing as well where you are and how comfortable you feel and what you're pushing forward and what you're taking a step back on um and that was really interesting to see because um before i get into the different locations and and the feelings with that because i I definitely want to touch on that because it's it is so different sitting here in spain than it was in ireland but one of the things that really hit me hanging out with a bunch of digital nomads at Benny's wedding was the fact that everyone kind of is at a different point in their journey, but we're all kind of at similar points as well. And I know that sounds stupid. Like, how can you be at different points and similar points? In that everyone that I met 
and and have known before, and that includes uh, Steve Cam from Nerd Fitness and and Matt Katniss from Nomadic Matt and Benny from Fluent in Three Months, Sean Ogle from Location Rebel, um, a few other people. But those are kind of some of the people that you may know if you're listening to this podcast and that that we've had on in part of the Paradise Pack and things like that. Is that everyone's in this thirty to thirty four year um, age range? But more importantly, everyone's kind of at the same spot in their journey and that they've been doing it for an extended amount of time now. And actually, I've been doing it for less time than any of those other guys. You know, I, I, I've been doing it for what would be now five years, and they've all been doing it for maybe six, seven, and eight. But everyone's getting to the point where they're at least stable enough that they know they're not going to go under, which is a huge is is like a huge win. It's probably one of the biggest points you can get to is when you're like, all right, well, I'm actually doing this. It has worked. It's established. This will be my life going forward. I don't know exactly what projects I'm going to be working on, but I'm not going back to the regular job. I, I've made it this far, and I can keep making it. So you you have that uh, bit of comfortableness with you, and so everyone's at that point. But then I also saw an interesting thing in that everyone had started to, quote unquote, settle down more. And when we were all talking about it, I think we all had come to the same conclusion. And we've talked about on this podcast, Jay, both you and I, because now we both have homes. You've settled a bit in Norway. I've settled a bit in Philadelphia. Is that at first you felt like you were kind of turning your back on your roots, right? Like who you really were, this digital nomad traveler. But every single person I talked to there was so thankful that they had a home base now and that they that they had some more structure than they did the first couple of years. And so it was really neat to hang around people who were at the same point as you in that regard. Yeah. And that's one of the best things about location independence is when you get to that point or if you get to that point, it doesn't matter. You don't ha- ever have to. I mean, I, I was on the road for over 10 years. I didn't think, I mean, this was before I was doing the location dependent business stuff and that added more years later, but I wasn't sure if I'd ever get to the point where I wanted to live anywhere. I really didn't have any desire to live anywhere. I just loved traveling around and living on the road. It was so great. And, but life is, you know, long and, you will well, probably get to the point. Hopefully, hopefully life is long. you will probably get to the point where you want to chill out and and be somewhere. And the flexibility that you have when you do that is incredible because now you get to work from home. You can work from cafes. You can do like what Travis is doing right now. And you're like, hey, I, you know, okay, we're renting out our place on Airbnb, and we're going to make some income that way. It kind of opens up options. So you're like, all right, let's take that and you know take a trip to barcelona and go go to ireland and you can kind of start it's almost like a puzzle right and when when you're looking at your finances and your time and all these different things and you can piece it together however you want you can shift money around to different places i mean like for example you have to eat whether you're at home or in ireland so you're going to have fixed food costs to a certain extent. If you're in Thailand, those are much cheaper. So you'd be able to save money. You could shift that money to something else. So there's all kinds of different ways to do it. But if you don't have the flexibility, then it becomes more difficult. And Trav, I mean, you hit on something that I think is, I want to bring up a business thing really quick before we get into like some fun travel stuff, because I want to hear what you've been doing on the ground over there. But you mentioned a lot of the guys that we know that you spoke with and other people that have been doing this and we, we make no bones about it. It's, it's arduous. It's a, a difficult journey. I mean, part of the 
the fulfilling part of that is that it is difficult and you get to challenge yourself and you get to grow. It's just like your best travel stories come on you know, some of the harder journeys you've taken or some of the, you know, the hits you've taken on the road. Those always make the best stories. They build character. It's the same, I think, with business. But those guys have all been doing it and they're like, okay, well, yeah, we're, we're pretty established now. Um, there's guys and girls out there that are established in different types of businesses. But it doesn't start off like that. But the cool thing is, if you're just starting out, you have to think about it you are building an asset. I mean, you can look at your business as an asset that that continues to snowball. And sometimes that snowball builds really slow. You know, when you're building a snowman and you're just kind of like, if you start with like a stone like sized snowball and you're rolling it around and it just takes a little while there in the beginning, but then once it gets bigger, it really picks up steam. And it's the same thing with business. So we could do a whole other show on, you know, knowing when to quit move on to another idea or not. But the, the point is, you're building an asset. And if you're sitting at work right now listening to this and you, you want to leave your job or whatever, just start working on whatever you're working on on the side because you can eventually have an asset that will grow and it's going to be yours. If you don't do anything now, three years from now, you're going to have the same nothing that you had before. But three years from now, if, even if you're doing a little bit every day, you're going to have an asset that is starting to pick up momentum and, and growing, hopefully. Yeah. And one of the best parts about it, um, and I, I, I didn't mean to gloss over it, but again, this could be its own show, is the fact that in the beginning, we know it's hard. And, um, and you're going to, it, it's almost like survival mode, like your day to day working in your business. What can I do to move this ahead today or make money today or make this little bit of money, you know, and just keep it going. And there is a point that you get to when it becomes a long term thing. And when you, you find, and, and a lot of times that comes with making a certain amount of money that you, that you're then comfortable with, right? And some people might have like an aha moment. They did one project and boom, that bust in the stratosphere. Some people, it's like a slow climb. But every single person that I was with there, I mean, now this is their thing. As you said, this is their asset. This is their company. And it's not going anywhere unless they do something. Like, you know, it might make more money. It might make a little less money each year. It will transition. But now they're established. And when you get to that established point where both you and I are at now, um, thankfully, and, and, and the people I was talking with, it really is... It's cool because that's when the huge growth starts to come because you're not working the day to day as much. You're not like scrounging just to make it work. You've made it work and you've got this either fi financial stability, mental stability, emotional stability, all of that basically to then be able to pursue things that are much bigger than maybe you even thought were possible when you were in that day to day. So it was cool that, to be around people who were at that stage. But I have to disagree a little bit. I mean, do you have the stability all the time? Because I can tell you mentally, at least. Not all the I'm time. Not saying, I'm not saying that this is the reality because I feel like we are established. So like when I look at the facts, it's all good. But mentally, I think we can all battle the idea of feeling comfortable. You never feel, or at least I don't generally, I'd say more than often than not, I don't feel super comfortable. Like you have these fears like, oh, it can all go away anytime. But that's like, look, you have to live with that regardless of what you're doing. You know, if you work a job and somebody else is employing you, then you're depending on them to continue to employ you and not let you off, for example. So I guess those still, fears become less and be, less. 
That, like yeah, they're, yeah. they're not front of mind all the time. And I'll tell you one thing um, that has helped me have those fears become less and less. Because you're right. It's not – I'm not sitting here saying every day. I mean people who listen to this podcast know because we've gone through peaks and valleys just since we started, we started recording this podcast less than a year ago. But what I mean is that it's – you you have some stability, and it, and it won't be day-to-day you feel perfect all the time, but overall you start to have much more of a calm feeling. And one of the things that has helped me has been putting myself around those people, like we mentioned, at the wedding, because I look at them and I say, man, they're really stable. Their thing is great. And then you actually start talking to them, and they have the same fear, so it helps you realize that okay, sometimes it's hard for me to take a step away from what I'm doing and see the big picture, but I can see it in them. And if they're feeling the same way, there must be a similar thing there. So that helps you see the big picture in your own thing. I'll say like even hanging out, it was great hanging out with Sean um, Ogle from Location Rebel and his wife, Tate, because Heather and Tate got along really well. And Sean, and I got along really well. All four of us got along really well. So we we'd go out at night and kind of hang out. And it was it was like looking in a mirror. I mean, there were times he said, you know, when we moved back to Portland, or his wife was kind of picking on him, saying, you know, like, he didn't want to move into a house. He was like, oh, I'm not going to be able to travel as much. The exact same things that were happening to me in August, you know, two, a year and a half ago when we moved back into our place. So I think that's nice to surround yourself with those people at times to give you a bit of a refresher and uh, more of an honest look at just how far you've come because a lot of times you give other people more credit and see the good that they're doing and, and, and how successful they are more than you do with yourself. But then if they're with you, you say, oh, no, we, we are at the same level. So it helps then to give yourself a, a bit more of an honest self-assessment, a less jaded look at it, I think, sometimes. Well, yeah, because, I mean, if you go on anybody's website, you're just getting one representation of the whole thing. It's way different than you're in a, if you're in a conversation with the owner of that business and they're talking about the nuances of their day to day life and everything. Then, of course, you're getting you're going to get a lot more. You listen to us on the podcast like we are completely bearing everything as much as possible. But we're even though we do that, we can still only cover so much in 30 minutes. We're still going to leave things out. There's the certain things are going to get neglected. So, um, yeah, but I mean, talking about daily life, you know, we we kind of chatted about business a bit and um, I want to hear a little bit about how you've been doing this yeah, yeah, while sure. you've been in uh, Ireland and uh, and Spain because first of all, two totally different cultural time schedules and also you're, you're far removed from your time zone and I mean maybe for your business, I guess the time zone doesn't matter much. We're on the same time zones for once, so that's been nice. Give us an inside peek. Give people an inside peek on um how you've been managing the uh the location independent lifestyle while you're traveling around Western Europe. Yeah, so it is it is interesting how location and the culture you're in drastically changes can change your mindset if you allow it. And that's a positive and a negative based on what you want. Um when we landed in Ireland, I got really sick the day we landed, so I didn't do anything. I was knocked out again. So this is the third time I got like a 24-hour stomach bug in the year 2016. So I'm hoping 2017. So far, so good. Um, 10 days in. Dude, but what is, uh, what's going on with I, your I, tummy, man? I don't know. Got knocked out for, for a little bit. And then we had the the wedding. So really, up until New Year's Eve, we didn't do much. And I was feeling a bit anxious, both with work and with... 
um, like we were in Dublin. We had never been to Dublin. And I was like, have we even seen anything? I got around and walked around like one hour of one day. And the rest was kind of spent just milling around because we were pretty laid up as well. We were hit pretty hard with the jet lag. And I think some of that was both of us being a little sick, having colds. You know, you just weren't getting out of bed. Anyway, we had the wedding. Great time. And then we said, you know, we haven't re- really been around Ireland. So this is the benefits of being location independent and, and I should say time independent as, as well. And, and kind of having, you know, not having a boss is that we said, all right, well, we don't have any projects that need to really be pushed forward. Again, we knew we were going on this trip. And as we've said on the podcast before, one of the things we try to do now, Heather and I, in 2016, and, and we're going to try to even do it more in 2017. We're going to try to do it as a team at Location Indie more in 2017 too. Is batch work then travel? So not that you're not doing any work, but if someone's traveling, it's a little more of a okay. Well, you're not going to take on these huge big project things. You know, keep the boat rolling, do your part, get get to people. You know, but do the essentials. But but then experience travel versus trying to balance both. And we've talked a lot about it on the podcast. On that, So we won't dive too much into that, but I knew then we were going to be in Ireland. So basically, Ireland, the work part was much harder. Um, I felt pretty frantic with it, and that was because we were traveling. We went on a road trip then outside of Dublin. And so anytime you're moving around every night, I find it really hard to do anything, even if it's only like two nights in a place. Because usually you get in that, you know, we'd get in somewhere in the evening, we go around that town. Uh, we'd sleep, we'd wake up, we'd want to explore that town, and the next day, you know, maybe we'd sleep there, and the next day we'd be we'd be moving on. So we never spent more than a night, uh, two nights in any place. So it was even difficult, Jay, with you and I trying to coordinate stuff, and I just didn't feel like I had any time to do stuff. I was answering some email, but I was basically doing as little as possible, which is a complete different um, side of the coin from here in Barcelona because we have eight days, but we're in the same apartment. And one of the things I was looking forward to, and this sounds weird, but if, if you have your own business or you're doing your own thing, even if you have your own podcast or blog, you'll, you'll resonate with this. I felt really good to get back and get grounded again because I knew we had eight days. I said, Heather, man, we can record some podcasts. It feels like I have so much time now because we're not getting in a car and driving for like three and a half hours. And sightseeing and then getting back in and driving to it. I mean, literally, we wake up and all we have to do if we want to do something is like walk out the door and sightsee. But we're not having those huge chunks of time where we're spent basically with no no real options. So, um, so you're eight days in a, an apartment in Barcelona. Well, I mean, I think the cool thing about that, too, is outside of the work thing, I mean, that changes the... The travel experience as well. I, I, it's nice sometimes when you're just set up and you don't want to. Like, sometimes you want. We've talked about this before. Sometimes you want the frantic, like, "Hey, I'm going. I'm going here. I'm going there. I'm like on the road. You know, we're constantly moving, seeing a couple places every other day, and and just switching locations. And that that can be super fun. But uh, also, it can be nice just from the travel perspective to just get an apartment and be like, cool, like we have time to explore the nooks and crannies of Barcelona. Um, we have time to seek out some of the more local spots. We're not just hitting like the main things over two or three days and then, you know, heading out of town and, and that's it. You're going to be able to find some of those little gems. And I think that's at least a lot easier. I mean, you could do that in a short period of time, but it's a lot easier to do it when you have more time. It's relaxing. Yes, that type of travel that you mentioned what we did in Ireland was fun. We had an awesome time. Ireland blew away my expectations. It was great. We have really great memories of it. And we had an awesome time when we were doing it. But it can be exhausting. And so, you know, we do things where, you know, we got in the car at 10 a.m., 
we drove the ring of carry. We didn't get back to, to our place until 9 p.m. You know, then we like went out to get a, a dinner and then, you know, it's 11 p.m. We have to wake up next morning and drive another four or five hours. You're like, whoa, I don't even have time to to talk to my family to check Facebook you know like all these like things that help yeah, you but you don't have grounded. time because you're road tripping through Ireland right, which, which is, is awesome exactly like, you don't want to have time for anything else I mean you want to have time to enjoy the road trip and that's and, and that's, that's when you have where, to break the disconnect the mental disconnect I think were you able to do that like because yes, that's I, yes when we were get, outside yeah. of a few of the things that we had to take care of at LI and and some of the things that I, I had to do with EPOP. I mean, that's why I think saying I'm not going to be doing much work during this whatever seven day period is really important because you, you won't have time and, and you have to break that disconnect and just say, I'm going to enjoy it. So yeah, for the most part, yes. But then getting here, I mean, I'll give you our day yesterday. It was the perfect Spanish day. We got in late the night before, you know, maybe nine. Uh, I can't wait to hear about the perfect yeah. Spanish well, here, day. Here we got in the night before. Cue the, cue the, uh, cue like the Spanish guitar. That's what I can. Chris, cue up the Spanish guitar. <laughs> um, so we get in like 9 p.m. the night before. We, we went and got something to eat, you know, and, uh, you know, went to bed around, let's say, 1 a.m., you know, midnight, 1 a.m. Dinner time. You went to bed at dinner time in right, Spain. Right, actually fairly early for Spain. <laughs> We get up the next day, right? It, it's like 9.30. We didn't set an alarm. The first day we hadn't set an alarm because we didn't have to be up for anything. Get up around 9.30. Um, I putz around. I do about an hour of work, check my email, relaxing, do some laundry for the first time in 10 days. And I sit there and, I, and I'm like, all right, well, we got to get moving. It's like, yeah, I'm still feeling a little of that go, go, go energy from Ireland. So it's, it's noon, 12.15. Heather's been like kind of just relaxing, reading. I'm like, all right, we should get going. I'm really hungry. Let's go get some lunch. Then we realize that nothing even opens for lunch until the earliest, 1 p.m. So we're like, yeah, this is great. We're assimilating to, uh, to Spanish culture here. So we walked to this really cool craft beer bar. They had incredible food. That They opened at 1. We were their first customers because we got there at 1. So we took a stroll there. It's you know, like maybe 10-minute walk, 12-minute walk. Took a stroll there, opened at 1, got a, two good sandwiches, got two beers, hung out basically till about 3 p.m. And then we're like, well, we could go down to this walking tour in the center of the city or we could walk back to the apartment and just chill out. So we walked back to the apartment, read a little bit, uh, took about a 45-minute nap, woke up again at a, at about 5.30 p.m., putzed around a little bit, did a, recorded a podcast with Heather that took us about eh, maybe two hours total. Uh, by then it was about 8 p.m. and we decided to go out to dinner. So we went out, got dinner at nine nine p.m. Got some which is early. I mean, I, where, where the restaurants like usually at nine p.m. in Spain, from what I found, which is I bet it's a while ago that I've been there. There's like nobody at the restaurants. I mean, it was it it got more crowded as as it went on. So like we were there from like nine to about ten fifteen ten thirty, right? Got a little more crowded. We were hanging out. It was like a wine bar, snack bar place. So it was, it was a place for people to chill. And then walked to get some gelato, got some gelato, got back here at like 11.30, read for about half an hour, went to bed. And I was like, 11.30? Is... Wait a minute. Well, we went, you... went to bed around midnight, 12.30, yeah. Uh, all right, man. All right, I'm not a big club guy or anything, and I know neither are you, but like, or like going out all night type of thing. But I mean, when in Spain, you guys are going to have to go out to like till you see the sun come up. Are you planning on doing this? Yeah, yeah, we'll do. It. I mean, this was our first 
day. We actually said okay, okay, yeah. We yeah, actually yeah. said this is the first day in a month that we've we've relaxed because we we had the yeah. Ireland thing before that. We were finishing the house we had just bought. All this crazy Take stuff. Take it easy. So yeah, I mean, come on, Jack. What did you I mean, have you, for dinner? Paella? Some paella? Now we got these like crazy Spanish chicken nuggets, which were really good. It was a little snack bar. It was like a tapas and wine oh, yeah, bar. Yeah. So you know the I two love euro those wine. Those. Tortilla, those potato pies. Have you had one of those yet? It's like a uh, egg potato pie thing. I can't remember what they're called. I have no uh, idea what you're talking. about. something or other. Oh man, they have them at like those little the tapas little, bar. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, yeah. no, we did have the best like little French. Well, they don't call them French fries, but patatas bravas uh, that I've ever had at, at lunch. So, dude, it was just that was like a day in Spain. Basically, a little bit of work around eating and relaxing and taking a siesta and it was exactly what what we needed so is it warm enough to go to the beach it's january i'm just curious it's about 50 50 55 degrees as a high in fahrenheit so uh i mean comfortable but not uh right not like your sunbathing right so we'll hit we'll hit it harder um but i think that's the way to get into spain you take it easy man like that and that's the benefit of having eight days in a place because you can, af- quote-unquote, afford to take it easy. Heather actually said this yesterday. She's like, I'm really glad we got to have this day. I was hoping you weren't going to push, push, push me to do a lot. Like, I just want to relax. We haven't relaxed in a month. This and that. And I said, yeah, you're right. And she said, you know, if we had two days, we wouldn't be able to do this. But with eight days, we are. Like, today, relax. Do some work in the morning. Go get lunch. We're going to um, uh, Barcelona, FC Barcelona soccer game tonight, which... Fu- interesting enough doesn't start until 9 15 p.m i'm like dude these people are crazy the game is starting at 9 15 i feel like an old man saying like hey can we uh start this at like 7 30 man so um but i guess it makes sense because everyone has to get dinner before the game and if the restaurants don't open till eight then uh yeah so, right yeah no that's true so the perfect spanish day so yes the, it's, it's very very different and, and the digital nomad thing is is very different depending on where you are and how long you're going to stay at place so in barcelona It'll be much more, quote-unquote, work-focused, but with a really chill, like, let's wake up, let's do a couple hours of work in the morning, then let's start our day, which personally, I really enjoy that. So I think I'm really, that's why I said after 34 years and 10 day, seven days, I finally found my home. Like, this type of lifestyle suits me very well. So, uh, yeah, I mean, also, that when you do that in the morning and then go out, like, you're able to cut that cord oftentimes and um move through your day and not be thinking about work while you're doing it which is super nice we're uh, we're about to get buzzed out by chris right now well a couple things first of all i'm super jelly that you're going to a to a spanish soccer game tonight man that's, that's yeah, i awesome. was worried there wouldn't be tickets and then i saw that camp new is ninety nine thousand seat stadium and there's plenty of tickets yeah. so i guess yeah, it'll be sweet cannot wait to get back down to Spain again. It's been too long. And thanks for letting me soak up a little of your sun through the through the porch there. Um, you know, we usually do an inside LI. We're, we're at, oh, man, look at those blue skies. Uh, we're, we're out of time, but I just wanted to just welcome some new members, Alex, Keith, uh, Tanya, Sean, from various places, actually around the states, Nashville, NYC, Wisconsin, Atlanta, Melissa uh, recently joined from California, so welcome to everybody there for listening to the podcast. Thrilled to have you in the community. If uh, if you want a little bit more about our community location, Indy, and this whole lifestyle, we can help you build the business and the whole deal. Uh, that's what we do. We support each other through this community. It's locationindie.com. Sign up over there. Of course, we have a free newsletter. Give you tons of free stuff there. And if uh, you think it's a fit 
uh, you can join the community at some point. We'd love to have you in. Because if you're listening to this, we know uh, we know you're all about this lifestyle. And Trav, I mean, man, I appreciate you uh, taking time out of your next perfect Spanish P- day. Pulling my yeah, pulling myself away from a siesta and a late lunch, and yeah, um, yeah. I, I do want to say a quick teaser for anyone listening yeah. who's either in LI or going to be joining LI. Um, yesterday I got an email from Mr. Jason Moore with a mock-up of the new design for the location indie site, which is going to be, I, I mean, 180 degrees different from what it is now. Um, it's gonna, it's, well, I mean, I, I got the mock-up because Jay, you've been working with the designer and the developer. And so I'm like, oh, I'm really interested to see this. I kind of sketched out some designs, you know, you never know what it's going to look like when you send something to a designer and then. The, you know, there that's their job. So usually you know, you're like, oh, this is going to be good. And we got it back. It looks incredible. So we're not going to put a date on it yet because there's uh, some things out of our control that have, have to happen, uh, like uh, the other people doing the bulk of the work. Um, but it is going to be, I, I think it's going to blow people away. Um, and it's going to just open up a lot more doors with location in the community um, because it's just it's the setup's going to be super clean and it's going to be really easy to manage and it's going to be a lot of cool features that we don't have in there yet. So um, if you're in LI, uh, be ready. If you're going to join LI, be ready. It's uh, it's going to be sweet. And uh, if you come through Norway or Spain, I guess in the next week. <laughs> definitely drop us a line team at locationindie.com thanks for listening man another one of the books trav we we squeezed this one just in the nick of time i'm gonna let you get about your day now but uh we look forward to seeing you next week thanks again for listening to the show and uh we will chat soon hopefully see y'all on the road have fun with those new region lessons jay (laughs) cheers peace